Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ico Jericho podcast or show what you want to see. So, um, I get straight into it. Excuse me. So, um, yeah, um, first up is the uh, this was actually almost like a breaking news story that uh, I saw on my phone on my um, my on my just my social media feed on no, no, it wasn't social media feed, but uh, actually, my friend Charlie. Uh, sent me the text over my DMs on Instagram said that um, Hamza um, Chimaev, the guy who's uh, is a big and up and coming star in the UFC. Well, he's really well known in the UFC, but he's just not had enough, uh, had many fights in the UFC yet. Hope this isn't too loud. I'm speaking to the microphone. Anyway, so basically, uh, what happened was that earlier today, well, I'm filming this now on the 3rd of March, but earlier yesterday, he had uh, put out a statement saying that he's retiring from the sport. Um, because as you know it was uh, not nothing new but it was um news that because he had, to, he had to pull out of a fight with is it Leon Edwards because of he um he still had ling- the ling- lingering effects uh, symptoms of covid-19 and they were, pretty, they were really bad so UFC and Dana White started to fly him out to Las Vegas where the UFC is based um in the Nevada state and uh, they thought they can give him better medical treatment there and basically, um, what happened is that they they put him on a, a really strong um, steroid called prednisone. Pre, 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 uh, so I hope I pronounced it correctly. Again, if I'm not, please correct me in the comment section below. Um, so that's part of one of the um, one of the bits of medication, one of the medicines they're giving um, Hamza was over in Las Vegas in the U.S. Um, but basically, uh, he the um, his condition really isn't getting uh, any better at the moment, and it's been said that he's been coughing up blood. And he said that while while he was um, while he was still recovering, he still went and trained, uh, was on pads, uh, was resting, whatever, just doing the normal um, doing the normal things you do and that most um, MMA fighters do when they're preparing for a fight, or just you know sparring and training for the for just to keep themselves healthy and keep them, themselves mentally healthy as well. Um, so he put out a statement. I was shocked by this when I heard this. When um, well, not the statement itself, but when I heard um, the message from Charlie um, that he'd retired because this guy is only twenty six years old, still young in terms of uh, MMA, MMA standards, in terms of sports standards in the combat sports world. And um, yeah, he's only had about what two or three fights in the UFC. He's only joined the UFC really, so he's not really let me say cemented and made a name for himself. He hasn't really yet had the opportunity to put his name on the map at least where the UFC is concerned not in this book where the UFC is concerned Sorry. so yeah he put out the statement saying I want to say thank you to everyone for their support in my path in the sport I think I'm done yes I know that I didn't take that I know I, I know that I didn't take the belt but this is not the most important victory in this life it may upset you but my heart and my body tell me everything I want to say a huge thank you to my team, All Stars, um, the All Stars gym in Sweden, and I want to say thank you so much to the UFC. And again, this guy's only twenty six years old and hasn't had many fights in the UFC. And by sports standards, by combat sports standards, twenty six is that's still a baby, you know, it's still very young. So um, I was like really shocked, and I messaged Charlie back saying, "Is this for real?" Because I, even though again I'm a novice in this sport, but I have been keeping an eye on the on things that 
on things as they're moving in a mixed martial arts and in the combat sporting world as uh, much as I can do. But this particular guy, I do know him and I know that um, he only joined the UFC at some time last year in 2020. So he's not been in the UFC for that long and he's only had about two or three fights. And again, he's again, um, still, still at the tender age of 26. So I was thinking, um, is this some sort of prank or some sort of joke? I know that, you know, th- this virus, um, COVID-19, uh, I know some people have had it. My One of my mom's um, cl- really close friends, her husband re- recently died just the other week from having the virus. So, you know, I know it's not, it's nothing, it's no joke at all. It's, it's something really, really serious. And some people will survive. Some people, unfortunately, will not, will not survive. You know, so um, it's no joke. It's no game. And again, you know, as I was saying earlier, um, okay, let me stop saying. Oh, he uh, it was said that he was coughing up blood, and uh, yeah, he posted a picture on his Twitter, was in his Instagram, showing uh, just a picture of the uh, bathroom sink, the wash hand basin, where they can see I could see spots of blood, like where someone where he had spat some blood out. So obviously, whatever treatment they're giving him, uh, it's is having some really nasty side effects. But on top of that, the symptoms of the virus as well. Obviously, he's, he's ha- obviously, obviously, he's having to um endure that as well so it's not something nice at all but Dana White did respond to this and he said um hands up really just got emotional uh, while he was feeling um really really bad and he posted that statement on his twitter and Dana White when I speak to mmajunkie.com he said when he got here the doctors took took care of him t- took care of him and they put him on that's the name of that steroid again predis predis on which is a nasty fucking steroid so it must be some really strong stuff to um, do the job of um, just helping him to recover. So he's on pred- prednisone and he's supposed to be taking this and chilling and relaxing and letting himself recover. He went in and fucking trained. Um, he fucking trained today, felt like shit, got super emotional and posted that he's not supposed to be training. But you know this guy's a savage. He wants to fight like every fucking weekend. And now he can't even train, so he's just got so he just got emotional and posted that, but he ain't quitting. So um, that did run through my mind as well that you know big names in the UFC, Conor McGregor, Khabib, uh, GSP, and uh, now this guy Hamza Chamaev, though in his own case he's still a rising star. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, Dana White in the UFC, if you are a particular fighter, a particular athlete that can make the company money. They know they're going to do everything they can to, you know, make you a star. However they can, as best they can do. So, you know, as I was saying to Charlie um, and to one of the other guys I speak to about this uh, boxing vlog, um, check out his channel. Um, you know, um, they're, they're always going to make sure, well, when something like this happens and when they talk of retirement, when Conor McGregor was saying last year that he was going to retire, this was this time last year, now we're in March of 2021, last year in 2020, he didn't necessarily retire because he was sick, but he just said that he's retiring and that was it. But he's done that and said that so many times before. Then later on, um, just two or three weeks um, later on, still in last year, he's talking about he wants to fight this guy and that guy. And Dana White was basically saying, no, you're not going to be fighting this year. So, you know, in this sport, and Charlie reminded me of this um, when I was speaking to him about it, that in this sport you have to do things just to just keep yourself relevant, you know, to get the attention, to boil yourself up, to, you know, to just boast yourself up. And um, the reason why they do that, it's, although it can be annoying, um, at least for me, and because when they say they're going to retire, okay, that's a um, 
quite a bold statement to make in this sport. If you're going to retire, if you're going to retire, why is it so tongue twisted? If you're going to retire, then just retire. But try to remind me that in this sport, you know, you have to do. I won't say be desperate, but you know, there's certain things you have to do to keep yourself relevant, so people still remember who you are. They know who you are. They pay attention to you. That's how you get the fights, the big money fights. You know, with all the big pay per views, and you know, that's how the opportunities, the opportunities come about. Not forgetting sponsors as well. But of course, in the UFC, the only sponsor there that the athletes are supposed are allowed to wear, I think, so far as I know, is Reebok. Uh, so, um, yeah. So Dana White said he's not quitting. That um, Hamza just got emotional uh, while he was really sick. So let's wait and see because in this point, not anything can happen. Look at the Kamara Usman versus Jorge Mavidal rematch, uh, the second fight. So um, just out of nowhere, um, Usman ch- supposedly. Um, changed his mind and uh, put out a tweet saying you know what? I'm not feeling so gen- <laughs> so generous anymore <laughs> I do have to say that. I'm not feeling so generous anymore um, so anyone can come and fight me you know and I was just say as if to say to um, Jorge Marcos I just get lost you know you're not um, you're not having this opportunity anymore um, so um, and then later when it transpires no that fight is going to happen They he just said that just to big up to hype up the fight and um Marvado responded to that just again to help um, hype up the fight so the fight gets lots of attention and lots of pay-per-views as well you know that that sort of thing so that I can uh, I can understand now moving on Paul Acosta um, and this okay this guy um, lost to Israel Desanya and uh, the um, trash talking really was from what I understand from what Charlie told me from what I could um, from what I could gather from my other the other people I speak to who who also do take an interest, who do pay attention to the MMA uh, community, what happens in the MMA sporting and combat sporting world. They said that really the the person that um, kicked this off in terms of trash talking and just insulting each other, because these two guys, I don't think they like each other. Well, no, they don't like each other. Um, it was Paul Acosta that starts the whole thing, really. And uh, so Israel Isanya, um, you know, he has to defend himself or... He anyway he retaliated he responded, and um, on a tit for tat going backwards and forwards, and then the fight came and the fight went and um, Israel Asanya won. Uh, Paul Acosta did not win, and everybody saw his performance in that cage. I saw his performance even as again I call myself a novice, um, a novice person in this sport and um, a novice MMA fan. I could see that he didn't do much. He just stood there like a statue and was gradually chopped. Was gradually. Um, brought down and uh Adesanya won and as um as he said in his response to Paul Acosta which on Paul Acosta's um statement which is what I'm gonna read out now um he said that um God what do you say? God it's just left my mind but anyway um yeah he said that um Costa got tapped twice after getting his ass whooped. So Costa made a statement about being drunk and hung over um, at his fight against Israel Adesanya Adesanya now for me whether that's a joke or whether it's a truth, that's something that you really shouldn't say because it doesn't put you in a good light. I mean, whether it happened or not, that really does um, says a lot of things about you. I mean, Charlie, when he saw this, when I told him about this, he said that he's a fucking idiot. And I can't help but agree because... Um, okay, so if he were drunk before the fight, that was really a stupid thing to do, really, really stupid. I mean, you throwing away um, an opportunity to win... Um, that doesn't that isn't good for your record for your fight record 
And um, well, I don't, I don't know. There's no way of knowing if he's is if he's telling the truth or not. But as I said, anything to say. The point that I'm guessing at here is that this guy, for some reason, and they've been dragging this thing on since last year, and I've been well, Costa, Costa anyway has been dragging it on since last year. Understandably so, because he lost the fight. I decide you isn't because for him it's like job done. I don't have to talk to talk too much anymore about this. I won, so you know, uh, the results speak for themselves, basically. Um, but Costa has been dragging this on for months and months and months and months now for such a long time. You know, on Instagram and Twitter and all over social, all the other social, all the other social media platforms. You know, people have been making memes of how he's been talking about 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 how he's been reacting to the fight, how he's been responding, how he's been, you know his um how how he's been feeling after the fight's ended and he's lost. Um, you know, so he said that he had cramps the night before the fight. He drank so much wine and alcohol the night before. He says he actually said that he drank so much wine and alcohol so it could help him just black out and go to sleep. So he, you know, he says <laughs> I'm not sure if it, you know, no one's sure if that's actually um, happened. It's only him and his a coach and his fight team in his corner that know the truth what we, of what really happened. You know, he says this is the reason he lost. And, you know, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. That's just mad. A DC, um, Daniel Cromie and Ariel Hawani on their ESPN podcast, they reacted. And uh, DC said, you know, um, one of the things that DC points out is that Paul Costa has been asking for a title fight. And he said, was uh, he... Costa been saying sign the contracts he wants to Tarso fight and DC said well after we just saw how he performed against Israel Desanya there's no way anyone would be giving you that just not just the fact that you lost but also how you performed it's not that you gave your all and unfortunately you didn't you know win in this case everybody saw your performance even I saw his performance and you know even I wouldn't give him I hope I'm not shooting punching above my weight when I say certain things in this show but even I wouldn't give him the opportunity for a title fight because, um, you know, just his performance didn't, it, it just went against him, basically. Um, and yeah, Adesanya did respond to this. He said, that he told um, MA Junkie, basically, that's just funny. There are certain things I've done before some of my fights in the past where I learned uh, from, my, from my mistakes. But I went in there nonetheless and got the job done. Some people aren't cut out for that lifestyle. Hopefully when he says, um, I've done some things before the fires whereby I've done blah, blah, maybe certain mistakes. Hopefully, I'm assuming it doesn't go as far as being drunk or taking any banned substances or staying up late. You know, just anything that would really, really hinder his chances of winning. But going on, some people aren't cut out for that lifestyle. I'll tell you one thing. The best thing to do in his position is to accept the fact that he lost. He got his ass whooped. The fact that he keeps trying to make all these excuses, it's only going to do him worse in the long run. He's making excuses because his ego can't handle the fact that the skinny clown, which I'm sure is something that um, Costa called him before the fight, but the skinny clown whooped his ass badly, then double tapped him twice. Just swallow your ego. You got your ass whooped. Get back to the drawing board and reassess your whole game. You can't just rest on that because if you do, you'll never get far in life or in this game. And that actually is a really good answer um, if you think about it. Because I think uh, Desan has kind of moved on. He prepared well for that fight and he's accepted Yeah, he won. And he's accepted that he won. And even if things had gone the other way, um, I'm sure Adesanya wouldn't have been dragging and, you know, just um, dragging and dragging the whole thing on. He would have forgotten about it. Um, 
okay fine i lost uh just need to make sure that i do better next time you know that actually is a good answer because he could have come back with just lots of insults and um just you know lots of insults and verbal jabs of course but no this looks like a far more mature response and uh, you know um, <laughs> it's good advice and of course i should accept that he lost and just move on because i've noticed he's been dragging this on and on for ages and ages and ages okay and um yeah in other news um still gain uh, i've got something wrong now yeah so back to ufc vegas 20 excuse me get a drink clear my throat a bit Yeah, so back to UFC 20. Um, UFC Vegas 20, excuse me. So, um, the fight between Cyril Gain and um, his opponent, his, his opponent, Jarzino, um, I did make a statement in my last podcast, and it's something I heard in other podcasts as well, that um, that fight basically it was the main event on the fight card there for UFC Vegas 20 it wasn't very entertaining it wasn't really good and um i think the person who i heard this from they uh, they said the fight between Pedro Munoz and Jimmy Rivera that should have been that fight should have been the uh, main event because it was far more entertaining even um Jimmy Rivera who didn't win he put on a good good performance he really um did his best he didn't win, but well done to him. He did still perform really well in that fight. Um, that fight should have been the main event. It's far more entertaining. Um, Pedro Munoz's kicks just kept on coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. You know, and finally, um, he did enough damage to Rivera's um calf to Rivera's legs. Um, that you can even see the effects. He could, he had trouble just standing in one place. Had to keep jumping up and down and hopping on the spot. Um. That far as hormones far more entertaining, you know, it has echoes of what what it has echoes of what we saw at UFC um UFC two fifty seven in the main event between Dustin Poirier and uh, Conor McGregor. Um Poirier just kept on coming with the leg kicks uh at um, McGregor's calf and uh, eventually um McGregor had to fall over and um yeah, Poirier just finished and uh, did the job, finished the job and he won. But basically, um, the point I'm making here is that Dana White wasn't impressed with the main event at UFC Vegas 20, and he released a statement saying, "Everyone, everybody's talking about Cyril, Cyril being this big contender, but look at what Francis Ngannou did to did to Jarzino. This was his coming out party, and I think what he's make the point he's making that making here is that um, in that in the fight in the main event, Gain didn't really, although he won." He didn't really finish. He didn't really finish the fight. I think next time I'm gonna have a drink of some Jack Daniels or a cider before making before doing the, or while I'm actually doing the show because either I'm nervous or my mouth is dry. You know, I just my speech isn't flowing as smoothly smoothly as I'd like it to. And I've done enough of these podcasts and videos to to actually have nailed it down that you should be calm and relaxed and collected when you're doing these. So I'm sorry, but. Yeah. So anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, the point he's he's saying, and someone again did mention this in another podcast on YouTube. Um, although Gain won the fight, 
he didn't finish with either a TKO or a knockout to actually seal it in the yeah I won you know basically the fight was stopped and um, whatever whatever um, Gain could have done to um, actually you know to win the fight properly he didn't get the get the opportunity to do that but overall the fight wasn't really entertaining I saw the fight it was um it really didn't do what you call a main event on a fight card in an organization a promotional fighting organization like that of the UFC and again I say this as a novice um it doesn't do didn't do it justice basically that that's the point I'm making so, you know the um Munoz versus um Rivera fight which was wasn't even a co-main event that should have been the main event because that fight was far more entertaining far more entertaining um so um back to Dana White's statement this was his coming out party and his chance to show the world who he is he won but let's leave it that he won and Cyril Gain responded by saying I can understand that he is the boss referring to Dana and he wants to make money of course the UFC is a business first for anything else so you want the guy mark you want the guy that's marketable the people want the show they want the big knockout the big chaos so yes I don't I Obviously, his English isn't that great, but I don't finish the fight. I tried. I tried to, but I don't do it. I can understand the criticism, but I'm okay. So, um, yeah, I think even probably Dana White agrees with some people or myself and some other um, podcasters who uh, follow the sport of MMA uh, and other veterans as well, that really the fight um, didn't live up to the hype at all. And uh, if, if you watch that fight like I did, even the highlights, you'll see what I mean. It just wasn't entertaining nowhere near as entertaining as the Munoz versus Rivera fight nowhere near not to shit on not to shit on these guys but they just didn't have the hype that wow factor now guys um the UFC 259 predictions for this uh, fight so for the main event which is Israel Desanya versus uh, Jan Blachowicz um that fight overall 90% of the people who well many 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 people have been asked about that fight the main event um, many other mixed martial arts athletes, active, performing, competing um, MMA fighters, they've all said Adesanya has that um, fight in the bag. Even Jan Blatowicz's um, close friend Joanna, who I still can't remember her um, surname, she's Polish. Um, she has said that, um, well, she said in, in an interview that she gave um, nearly a month ago now that um, Jan has a lot to lose and uh, Israel Adesanya really has all the you know everything is pointing in his favour he's increased his weight now just to meet um meet up with that um heavyweight or there's a light heavyweight heavyweight division um to compete against uh, Jan and even then he still has the athleticism and the agility on his side and the speed as well and he's obviously his, his striking is uh <laughs> obviously one of the best in the UFC or should I say one of the best in the mixed martial arts world so for the remainder of the fight card, I've I, I've not looked at it properly because uh, I'd like to go and look at the other fighters, I'd look at their past fights just to make sure that I can give my own prediction as to, as to who will win. Um, so I, before um before I give that prediction, I'm not going to do on this podcast. Probably my next podcast, um, I'll have to go back and look at basically do my homework properly and thoroughly first. So um yeah, so for the uh, first um for the main event. Fingers crossed that it's Israel Adesanya, but um, again, um, UFC 257, 
it's one of those fights that will st- um, stand out in my mind for a long, long time now. You know, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Dustin Poirier shocks the whole world um, that evening. Um, or should I say that morning? You know, he, he shocked me. I wanted him to win, but at the back of my mind, um, something was telling me that, no, Conor McGregor's going to go in there and do what Conor McGregor does best. He's going to win. But, um, no, um, Dustin Poirier proved many people wrong. And um, I'm sure <laughs> he cost... A, he cost a lot of people their betting money as well. Um, because, yeah, Conor McGregor was a favourite to win because of his, um, his, you know, the way he hypes up the fight and he, how he performs in the cage, you know. He has a long, long, a big, long winning streak. Um, so, yeah, um, again, you know, the Adesanya versus Jan, Jan Blackwood's fight could go the other way. Uh, you never know what, uh, what can happen. But anyway, guys, um, <sighs> calm down. Anyway, guys, uh, if you did enjoy this, please don't forget to leave a like. Please don't forget to subscribe if you enjoy my content. Um, I'm now currently sitting at 71 subscribers as I'm making this video. Um, I never thought I'd even get up to 20 or 30 30 subscribers uh, before starting my channel and actually narrowing it down to mixed martial arts because I do. I've grown up in a deep, great funding for the sport. Um, fondness, not funding, but fondness of the sport. Uh, so I guess I just keep on pushing forward and uh, keep pushing, pushing out these podcasts, watching more fights, more coaching lessons, um, just to learn more and more about the sport, and to just be, learn more about the sport and to become even more vested in the sport as well. And uh, you know, it's also good mentally for um, your mind. Just um, it's a good way to relieve stress. Just very therapeutic, as I said in one of my posts before. Uh, so yeah, I just keep on going and continuing. Uh, of course, you can find my podcast on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, Player FM. The Apple Podcast really is becoming a pain, but that's something in the works, which I know is something simple to do, but for some reason it, it seems it looks so hard and complicated at first. All the encryption to get my head around. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. My name is Jarko one On Twitter, my name is Jarko, And on Facebook, uh, my name is Jarko as well. So yeah, guys, uh, thanks again.